We Got This is coming to New York City, you guys, Sunday, October 9th. You can come see us at the Hudson Mercantile. We've got special guests like John Hodgman, John DiMaggio, Jackson Public, Doc Hammer, Gene Gray, and as always, our opening act, Carter Parton Rogers. Get tickets right now. They're still available. Go to bit.ly forward slash we got NYC, all lowercase. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 83 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best cheesesteak. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, Hal, do you remember a few months ago, you and I did an episode about soda? Yes, the, and it was an early episode. It was an early episode. Mm-hmm. You do not drink soda. I don't. Uh, so you were, you were in the dark on an episode that we had some real experts with us, Paul and Storm, on that right. episode. I didn't have a lot to offer in terms of consumption because anytime I had soda as a child, it was because of a prank played by my dad. Right. Right. Uh, well, today it's payback time <laughs> because today, uh, on We Got This, we have Hal Lublin and, uh, another gentleman also from Philadelphia. And, uh, today's topic is cheesesteaks and fellas, I am out of my depth here. So Hal, would you please go ahead and introduce our very special guest? Absolutely. First of all, Craig Manami was the one who asked us what the best cheesesteak is, wants to know. Um, our guest today, uh, is not only part of the Kevin Bean show. He's not only the co-host of Hollywood Babylon, uh, or his own television show, which featured, uh, former guest Fred Cross, which I say like he's not coming back at some point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> former creator- friend of ours, Fred <laughs> Cross. <laughs> Fred Cross. He burned that bridge, I guess, last time he was here. <laughs> the creator, Joe uh, Schmo, but also is from the same neighborhood that I'm from in Northeast Philadelphia. Ralph Garman, welcome. Hello, boys. Hi, Ralph. Thanks so much for having me. I Thanks appreciate it. Yeah. Now you're wearing your Eagles hat. I am. It's it's a it's a preseason game in a couple hours, so we have to get this done with, so I can move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kinda, you're that big a fan that oh, you will watch the preseason. Absolutely. Games. You have to evaluate the new talent. You All have right. to see what the new coach is doing. Absolutely. What What's your prediction for this year? Just sort of uh, without having seen too much yet, because this is the second game of the preseason coming up. right? Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, nine and seven, and we still take the NFC East. That's my That's my prediction. Oh, I love that optimism yes. that we have as fans. <laughs> yes. That's it's, it's like not me. terrible optimism in your uh, division, though. That's what I. If saying. it's nine and seven and you still take the NFC East. That's what I'm saying is that we're in a weak division and hopefully uh, our new coach can can muster the boys enough to get nine wins. And yeah. Anything more than that, I'll be eternally grateful. Now, I uh, when I lived in Philly, I've been out here 16 years and – when I was when I was home, I would listen to 610 WIP, sure, which is the the big sports radio station in Philly. And if you ever want to know any region, if you want to know what the working class people are like, and you want to really hone in on the accent, if you're like an accent hound, mm-hmm. listen to sports radio. Mm-hmm. And every <laughs> at the beginning of every season, it was like, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to go 93 and 0. I think they're going to win every single game, and they're going to be awarded a bunch of Super Bowls. They should have won like five or six years in the past. And they're going to get an Emmy and an Oscar. Yeah. The NFL is going to make up for all that cheating that Belichick did, and they're absolutely going to win everything this year. Absolutely. Going all the way, Philly. Yeah. And then the first loss is just a terrible team. They're a bunch of bombs. They stink. They got to tear it all down, blow it up, and start all over again. It's unbelievable. Lurie has no idea what he's doing <laughs> yeah that's sports radio in yeah. philly i'll hang up and listen to your answer <laughs> yeah, right just to thanks thing. angelo <laughs> so uh, we're here to talk about food specifically the philadelphia cheesesteak yes um that now this is a sandwich stuff of lunch i'm sorry what happened now <laughs> yes this is a sandwich mark for god's sakes you've never even had like a bad one you've never i, I had a philly cheesesteak uh, to gear up i had one this afternoon and hal has already been uh throwing shade at it <laughs> okay here's the issue First of uh, all, we're in Los Angeles. Any city where you are, if people from Philly have moved there, somebody's probably started a cheesesteak truck or, right, or a restaurant. Right, so there's yeah. some decent ones here. Yes. You can find a facsimile somewhere in the say, area. Uh, let's, let's talk about what – this is a good uh, sort of segue into what makes a good 
cheesesteak. Let, let's do what makes a Philly cheesesteak. Okay. Make a makes an authentic Philly cheesesteak. That's a that's a good distinction because you can go into like a Denny's and they'll say, "Oh, it's the Philly cheesesteak," mm-hmm. and it's like you know a piece of steak in between two pieces of sourdough bread with you know, <laughs> lettuce and tomato and mayonnaise, and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I want to see your chef. <laughs> And the guy comes out drunk and punches me. But um, <laughs> no, the, the distinction is it usually is it's a uh, it's a soft Italian roll that is uh, slathered with uh, chipped or shaved ribeye steak that is grilled on a on a, an open grill, and then from that point on, you can add your accoutrements depending on what you want. You can usually uh, you can get it wet, as they say back home, which is with fried onions as well. And then you have a variety of cheeses you can choose from, uh, American and Provolone or the legendary Whiz, Cheese Whiz, which literally is just a big can of Cheese Whiz that they dip a spatula in and slather it on the on the roll. And from that point on, you can get peppers and they can put tomato sauce on there and mushrooms if you really want to screw it up. So, yeah. yeah. So, so Mark's cheesesteak. Now you you've laid it out. I, the I way I've described everything that I had was that was correct. I had an authentic cheesesteak. So so the cheesesteak. I was sent a picture by our dear friend Eric Edelstein, who took him out for this cheesesteak. I guess to prepare him. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only is the it, does the steak have red peppers all over it. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Already, I'm. That's not working for me. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah. But. Second, this is going to be that's a rookie mistake. Episode. That is a rookie mistake right there. The red peppers. Well, now, what kind of peppers should it be? Green? I don't go any peppers. I leave the peppers off. I don't. I don't mess with the peppers on there. All right, because yeah. I because living in Chicago, they have the Italian beef sandwich in Chicago, and uh, sweet bell peppers as a topping on a Chicago beef is delicious, and I highly recommend it. But only in Chicago because it's the only place where you can get a real <laughs> yeah, Italian beef sandwich. Right. No, also Denny's. Also yeah, Denny's. Denny's has a good green. one. By the way, I really want to see soup. you I really want to see you, Ralph, ask to see the chef at Denny's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that image now has not left my head of like him go him back there just going, wait, someone wants to <laughs> I, you guys, it might be for a compliment. <laughs> my good man, let me see the chef, please. <laughs> In and a tuxedo. <laughs> Can you bring me a wine list too? I want to know what's what's special today on the menu. I simply must compliment the chef on his moons over my hammock. Yeah, yeah. Maybe roll him out a handcart with a Hannibal Lecter mask on, and you know you're at a Denny's. <laughs> so here's mistake number two. And and okay, so let's oh, talk know, more I'm about get, this. I'm going to get such grief for mistake let's number two. Let's talk more about this abortion of a steak that yeah. you had today. Before, <laughs> no, I will say. All right, you go ahead. Go ahead. I'll defend this sandwich in a moment. Okay, uh, and then I'll then I'll jump uh, back into sort of the criteria, quote unquote. Right. Um, there's something called the Philly lean, and the Philly mm-hmm. lean is the way you eat the cheesesteak because it's it's going to drip whether it's grease or cheese. Or onions, whatever it is, it's mm-hmm. going to drip. So you lean forward as you eat it so you don't get uh, any food all over your clothing. Right. Or you can do what Mark did and use a plastic fork like a baby would. Yeah. Like um, a little baby eating. Shut with- the front door. Yeah. This thing was very full. <laughs> this is a very full sandwich. <laughs> you used a plastic fork on a cheesesteak? It was a full sandwich, <laughs> Ralph. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> do you cut your pizza up, too, and eat it with a fork? <laughs> no. One of those? I pick it up and I fold it in half. I live in New York. I do it correctly. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Lord. My dad is from Philadelphia and he cannot listen to this episode or he will. He's a, he's another one of these guys like you two bozos where we <laughs> I take him out for a sandwich in LA. I was like, hey, I want to, we'll get a Philly cheesesteak at this place. He's like, yeah, we'll see. And we go to this place and it's a sandwich that I really like. And he, he takes a bite of it and he goes, hmm. Almost. I was like, oh, but that's it. You have exactly yeah. like you know yeah. you're you're from Knoxville, which is close enough to Memphis that right. Memphis style barbecue is is, sure. a, is is sacrosanct for you. Yes. So you know if you come out here and you go to And like, someone says this is Memphis barbecue mm-hmm. and you're like, No, it's not, it's beef. Right. Yeah, Memphis right. barbecue is pork. Exactly. Yeah. Um all right. So the, you the have, bread, you though, have Philly the, jeans? You you I have, do have, you have a genetic connection to the city? I and, do. And still to you use, and you use the fork. Yeah. Wow. I, look, I also have a genetic connection to my mother's OCD. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah. In the battle of those two, mom won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to cut this into 11th, and then I eat the third one first, but then the fourth one is seventh. Oh, definitely yeah. bell peppers. Yeah. 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 Definitely, De- bell. definitely bell peppers. I also am on a trip right now, so I'm living out of a bag. I do not have clothes to spare. If I spilled a big old glob of whiz, which I did get on the sandwich, I did go for the whiz. Nice. Uh, if I'd spilled that on my shirt, I'd be like, well... 
I guess I'm just not wearing a That's shirt today. That's why you do the lean, as Hal explained. You yeah. lean forward over preferably a piece of wax paper on a yeah. plastic tray, and you yeah. just drip everything on there. Which would it kill you both to learn that when I was in college in Chicago, that's called the Chicago lean? Because of the Italian beef sandwiches? No, it makes sense. Every city, I guess, has has a lean. Uh, yeah. Most cities have some – like w- what the cheesesteak is and the first one, I think, uh, the, the the official history is that it was uh, – the first one was Pat Oliveri in 1931. Right. And Pat's King of Steaks still stands on uh, Passionk Avenue, like right near Passionk and 9th, yeah. uh, right across from Geno's. We'll get into those in a little bit. But it was one of those working class sandwiches where it's cheap meat, bread cheese enough for a lunch that you could just give to, like a you give to a bunch of guys off of a truck or out of a stand he made it out of uh, he had a hot dog stand right isn't that yeah, what started yeah. and he ran out of dogs apparently and he started using uh, cheap beef cut up and put in a roll yeah. yeah taxi driver rolled up he was actually making it as the legend goes was making it for himself uh, a taxi driver rolled up saw the sandwich he was eating and said hey make me one of those i don't want a hot dog i want that thing yeah and, and then, then said you should make those pat through uh, three batteries at him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Your tradition yes. to say, yes, I will. Scream something racist and then uh, flatten his tire. Yeah. <laughs> so um, growing up, did you have a like? Did you have cheesesteaks a lot? Were they a sometimes food? Like, what, what was Here's the, deal the thing? There? When you live in Philadelphia, and people ask me a lot, um, either people listen to me on the radio or through Hollywood Babylon, the podcast, they they because I talk about Philly and I'm a proud son of Philadelphia. I get the question more often than not. Where do you, I'm going to Philly for work or something? Where should I go for a good cheesesteak? And the truth is, if you're in Philadelphia, there's a ton of places that you can get a pretty good cheesesteak. They're all pretty much about in the same range. There are still there's still mom and pop pizza places in Philadelphia on the corner. You know, one offs that do amazing work. Every sort of section of town has its place that you can go to. And then there's you know the old city center city uh, places where a lot of people go because it's it's where the a lot of the tourist traffic goes. It's where Pat and Gino's was, where Hal mentioned. So I had when I grew up, I grew up in the northeast part of the of the city, and it was too far from Pat's and Gino's or Jim's to get down there. So we had a place called Steve Prince of Steaks. Yes, on the boulevard. On the boulevard, and that was usually our go to place, unless we were going to a place in, around the corner in our neighborhood that was like a mom and pop shop that also did pretty good steaks. But if you wanted, if you really really were hankering for a real good one, then you ended up at Steve's. That's where I used to go when I grew up. And then when I went to college, I went to LaSalle University in, uh, in North Philadelphia near Germantown, and there was a place around the corner from our uh, our campus called Explorer's Den, which is still there to this day. And they made amazing uh, steaks. Steaks so good that you didn't mind walking there at night and taking your life in your hands to get <laughs> oh. from campus to the place to eat. Sometimes the best food is in the roughest neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. And your, your adrenaline's pumping, so you're very hungry by the time you got there. So that was my college years. And then uh, when I was downtown for a while, I used to go to uh, Jim's Steaks on 4th and South, which was my go-to place. Yeah. I like Jim's. I've had Jim's a few times. Jim's is that's where I send people when I when they ask me I'm going to be in town where should I go I always send them to South Street and I tell them to to go to Jim's because I feel it's the best steak I think it's better than the the tourist traps that are Pats and Geno's and all that stuff that's that's my pick yeah all right good um so we'll I'm not going to reveal my pick just yet mm-hmm. all right uh, but we'll go through it but that's good to know Jim's is definitely one of those places where there is a line out the door all the time. Yeah. Uh, even in even in the winter when everything is frozen over. Mm-hmm. And it's at also, two in the morning. Yeah. And yep. I, you, you get this at a lot of places. You have to order correctly and they tell you how to do it. There are like three or four things you can order total. And if you ask for anything different, you'll get yelled at. Yes. Because there's a line that they have to keep moving. And it's really like – it's incredible to watch it made because it's just a pile of beef that's constantly cooking, pile of onions. You've got the the, the – like bunker can of cheese with yes. fresh cheese. Like, so it's just made so quickly and moved along. Right. Um, they would like you to right. order, if you could, running by. If you could, like a NASCAR. They would prefer it that way. So they could just sort of toss it to you as well, you head up. They the should door. put one of those conveyor belts like they have at the airport to get you to your uh, to your next place. And if you haven't ordered by the time you go past the order guy, you just don't get food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or they could just fire it out of a t-shirt can <laughs> further down. That's right. You got to test your hands. And if you're good enough, you could play for the Eagles. That's true. Okay, so I, I want to sort of put this out there right now because we have listeners that, that are all over the planet, but also a lot of them in the United States and all over the country. And they all have, as you mentioned, their version of of a cheesesteak. And they may go, oh, ha, 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 Denny's, but I've got a local place that makes a great cheesesteak. And I'm, I, I want to tell you right now, just so you can sleep well at night. They definitely don't. 
they don't make a good cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. And I want to tell you Get right now, quad. don't yeah. let these two bully you. You eat what you enjoy eating. There's a difference between bullying and being right, Mark. <laughs> and that's, that's where we're at today. And it's, <sighs> it's important for people to know the difference between just random speculation and absolute science. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Of, Look, yes. I'm, I'm on your side, fellas. It doesn't sound like it. I, 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 I'm on your side because I'm in this room with you and I know you're from Philadelphia and you both have pockets full of nine volts. <laughs> <laughs> D's nine volts. <laughs> I got D's. What are you, I'm, a, a, child? I'm a professional. Do you throw your batteries with a fork? <laughs> <laughs> Typical uh. fork user. Here in LA, there are actually a lot of decent places. Mm-hmm. So if you're out in LA, mm-hmm. do you have any any recommendations in Los Angeles? What's the best cheesesteak you found in this city? Because there are oh. a lot of transplants here. Yeah, and again, th- this is with the caveat of the fact that it's almost. You know, these are all yes. places that are good enough for LA. Um, in terms of like a chain of multiple stores, there's a, a chain called Philly's Best. Mm-hmm. There, there's uh, one in the Valley in Burbank. There's a couple down in Southern Cal- uh, Orange County and uh, around the area. I don't think they have about 21 stores. They do a really, a really good cheesesteak. Um, the Philly cheesesteak truck, the, uh, the Philly, uh, South cheese steak, Philly, experience. South Philly experience. That's, That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. They do an excellent cheesesteak as well. And there's a place and I've only heard this is secondhand cause I haven't had a chance to get there yet, but there's a place I think in uh, the Los Feliz area called booze. Apparently that is right. where I got this. Is that where you went? Was booze. You I had not gotten there yet, but I've heard from friends that they do good work. They do know. use the bread. What's it called? Amoroso. 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 Yeah. They yeah. do the Amoroso bread. That it, well, if we're, you know, if we're going to start to break down the key, Key components of a cheesesteak. Let's do it. That is number one. Yeah. Okay. You have to have the right bread. If it's not an Amoroso roll, it's crap. Do you find that there's argument about that, though? It's not like everybody who's in Philly goes, avoid the tourist spots. The best spot is X. A- and even even with roll, like I think Amoroso is the right roll. But I feel like I know people from back home who think it's a different kind of roll. And I can't for the life of me think what the other roll manufacturer is. Swiss cake. <laughs> It's Swiss cake rolls, which seems mm-hmm. odd to me because it's too sweet to have all that meat and cheese on it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to stand up and walk out right now. <laughs> oh, these that's, that's, how, from the that's how offended yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, Look, I, there, here's the thing. There's a lot of great uh, Italian bakeries also in Philly. They make all different kinds of breads. So I'm sure there's a, a, probably a suitable lesser substitute that some people use but for me it's amoroso or nothing it's it's there's a big difference it's sort yeah. of like when you have bagels in new york right the water's different but right. it, but the bagels take i'm sorry better there what you're philadelphia sorry what the you, water there you go the, the water's water. different the there. water is different there yeah get it right from the skookle <laughs> in philadelphia scoop it up full of mercury and poison it's right <laughs> it's great skookle uh, punch my when when i did take my dad to the philly place uh, here in town that when he said almost that was his beef with it was he said everything on the Inside of the sandwich was perfect. Uh, it was the roll. It wasn't the Amorosa roll. And Amorosa? Or am I thinking of? Am- Amorosa. Amorosa. Amorosa, with an Amorosa was, you're Mar- fired. Yeah, apprentice. right. Yeah. Celebrity apprentice, yeah. Uh, who now I think is Trump's uh, black outreach commissioner or something, right? Isn't that her <laughs> yeah. new job? Uh, That's she really. Yeah, I think, and I, I know the Philly's best chain out here. It's funny talking about him, getting my accent back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Philly's best chain out here. Does import the dough from Amoroso and then they bake them fresh in in their location. I feel like that's the best way to do it because yeah, the bread, does, you know, will harden if it travels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how they go about it. We it's did gotta be fresh. Uh, growing up, when I would have a cheesesteak, it was from a place in Glenolden called Falones mm-hmm. that I I had a few times there, and it tasted different to me in Philadelphia than it did in Tennessee because when my grandparents would come down and visit, they would bring with them a big cooler and they would just buy a dozen of them or two dozen of these uh, cheesesteaks from Falones and just pack them in a cooler. And it's still hot. Like they wouldn't... It, in the cooler, it's it's designed to keep things hot or cold. Uh-huh. It was right. let's drive as fast as we can so that when we get to Tennessee, these cheesesteaks are still moderately warm. <laughs> uh, sounds like a, a bad plan on their part. Oh man, we well we would go through them all the first day. <laughs> oh, so sure, you have to. Yeah, she would also bring uh, every time she would also bring a log of hard salami and a full log of provolone cheese, mm. and yeah, just sit in the car with a knife, and that was how she, <laughs> that was how they traveled. Hey, ha- hand me the provolone log. She just pulled that. She a gangster? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I understand you owe me $500. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's like me when God I- God rest uh, her soul. <laughs> yeah. Alea Shalom. Uh, every time <laughs> I, I go home and I'm at the airport getting ready to go back, I stop by like a pretzel stand. 
and I get like a bag of four pretzels. Yeah. And I somehow pretend like they're going to last until I land and after. (laughs) (laughs) Silly man. Yeah. I'm like, they're gone by the time you scan your ticket. Yeah, of course. They're they're actually pre-eat. I look at them and they're already eaten. Are you pre-eating them? Yeah, I'm (laughs) pre-eating. I'm like those bald kids in that Tom Cruise pool with the marbles. Just eating the pretzels beforehand. I can't, I can't wait. They're too good. And you can't get them here. No, that's another thing. And again, you know, the joke is that the water's different in the East Coast mm-hmm. versus the West. But I believe that the water, when they bake that stuff, makes an absolute difference. And and I, I'm an old school Philly guy. I like, I prefer the street pretzels if you can still find them. Yes. I mean, it's, it's kind of sort of homogenized and, and, and hygienic now. They've got little storefronts where they sell the pretzels. But in the old days, it used to be guys with like a shopping cart full of stacked up with pretzels. And he'd be like in the middle of the boulevard and you'd pull up and you'd get, you know, three for a quarter or whatever. And I believe, I firmly believe that the, the uh, the um, exhaust fumes from the cars added a certain <laughs> zing, a certain flavor, a zip to those pretzels that I just can't reproduce anywhere. You else. needed that city grit. You need a them. little grit. Yeah. You need maybe a pigeon dropping or two, depending oh. on what's been going on. <laughs> the guy who hasn't washed his hands all day has been le- taking a leak behind the tree. You know, oh. you just you need a little yeah. local flavor. My grandmother used to say, "You got to eat a bushel of dirt before you die." <laughs> That's right. And you can learn more about that at visitphilly.com. Philadelphia's <laughs> <laughs> official tourism website. It's brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid and we I was on the school bus heading home, you know, you would you pass guys on the median, whether it was the boulevard or somewhere else, yeah. and they'd be selling their pretzels and you would just hope that that would be the day that the bus driver would pull over so you could reach out the window and and that guy would make a killing. You'd oh, empty the absolutely. The bus, the bus driver never did that though, right? No, they did. They Sometimes did. they would, yeah. Listen, we're a city what? of fat people. <laughs> we all understand that everybody's hungry all the time. The driver wanted them more than the kids did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. He'd buy three bags. Like, you, do, you, don't, you don't need to get to school on time. Yeah. Or is that West? That's West Pens. Use is West. Is use, uh, use is, uh, use is us. Yins is them. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, just the idea that he's like, you don't need to be at school on time. Well, yeah. you do it on the way home. You yeah. guys, you guys have learned enough today. Don't worry about it. We're gonna pull over and get you some brain food. <laughs> Pretzels are good brain food. Lots of carbohydrates. Yeah, exactly. And it's di- like those pretzels are different. Everybody. Every area has stuff like that. They have pretzels off carts. New York has a different kind that's like a crustier pretzel yeah. mm-hmm. that they enjoy. For us, it's the figure eight. It's really soft. Mm-hmm. And a figure eight? It's together. not the the, pre- the classic pretzel shape. Oh, no. my God. They're Your father them. should disown you. <laughs> should write you right out of the will. Thanks for reminding me, Ralph. That was an email that I got last night. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> I told him about this episode, and he sent a diatribe. Yeah, the, the Philly pretzel looks like an, an infinity sign oh. because that's how long it stays in your colon after you eat it. <laughs> I'm still di- digesting one from like 1982. How do they yeah. get the salt on it? Do they spray it with the water and uh, – I'm sorry, with the water and then throw the salt at it? Uh, they're pre-salted. So uh, usually they dip it right out of the oven. They will dip it in a in a water, sometimes even a uh, – and uh, like a water egg base, something to make it a little oh, like actually like real stick. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll dip it in the in the salt and then let it dry and ship it out. All right. Yeah. Uh, now that we've talked about all the car- carbohydrates involved in the making of a Philly cheesesteak, yeah, let's talk about the protein involved. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the beef itself. The beef is ribeye, and it. There are places. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are places that slice it. There are places that chip it. There are places that. What's the word that I read? Like flurry it or. What? So there was some verb oh, that was used for is that when with they, the two spatulas, just that like magic sort of. Are you talking about when they mix it up in a cup with M and M's and they turn it upside down to let you know the meat's not going to fall out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They flurry it, right? it exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or it's they, either flurrying or blizzarding. Or they I can't remember flurry what it. They put it in a blender yeah. with, some, with some ram's blood and they just make it a nice thick paste. Again, visit Philly.com. <laughs> We're killing rams. No, what every day. what they do is they 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 ideally it should be sliced paper thin. Mm-hmm. And then when you throw it on the grill, the guys will use the spatulas and they'll break it up on the grill while they're while they're uh, sautéing it. While so it is. So that little brick that I see go down on the griddle, that is a stack of slices. That's not one solid piece of meat. Right. If you see a giant stack go on, it's 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 like a a, a layer, a pile of like dollar bills. Yeah. Like that. Almost that type of. Can you make it rain cheesesteak? <laughs> oh, raw meat. Making it rain raw meat <laughs> at the strip club. <laughs> you're getting sick and you're getting sick and you're getting sick. Daddy's taking everybody to the hospital. <laughs> Salmonella all around. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But that's. Yeah. You yeah. want to. It's it's cheap meat. That's probably the easiest one to get right. 
because you know. I agree. Cut, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know how to serve it. Although it does get overdone quite a bit on a bad steak place, they will overcook it to the point where it's kind of tough and chewy. Yes, yeah. then it becomes like steakums. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to get through. It should be uh, it should be tender and done just enough. So that it's cooked, but not so much that it gets leathery. So yeah, it's that it's that magical land between medium and and medium well, where right. it's cooked. It's it's cooked all the way through, but it doesn't have. It shouldn't have char on it. A lot of places do char, and that, and that's probably a, a mistake that's made by people who aren't from Philly who understand. Mm-hmm. Somebody's explained to them how to make one. Yeah, and right. They're like, well, I'll get it nice and crisp for I'll you. Cook no. the crap out of it for you. Yeah. No, you need it uh, tender and, and really uh, it should break apart, you know, in, in the sandwich while you're taking a bite. You shouldn't have to go, you shouldn't have to do that canine thing where you right. have to kind of pull it apart. Or if you're using a fork, it doesn't really matter because <laughs> your life is over anyway. Did you uh, use two forks, like a T-Rex? So you like, yeah. real small hands? Well, like yeah, I, I bound my arms tight to my body and I might make a game out of it. Sure. Yeah. If I'm going to be not? eating meat, I'm going to be doing it uh, like a real carnivore and the realest of carnivores is the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's true. <laughs> yes. I don't get it. I, I just can't understand trying to make it harder to get food in your mouth. But maybe that's why I need therapy. I'll tell you what. Uh, let's let's talk about the cheese because there are a few different kinds. Okay. I prefer Wiz. My father, who is also – I'm like third or fourth generation Philadelphian. Mm-hmm. He prefers provolone. Uh, you can do mozzarella. American is okay but also – like that's sort of the the least of the cheeses. If it's mozzarella, it's going to be a pizza steak. Right. So they're going to put marinara on it. You're talking about the authenticity of the Philly cheesesteak, and then you're like, well, yeah, then you put marinara and mozzarella on it, and well, it's a pizza that's steak. A, that's, a, that's a new invention. That's a different invention. There's yeah. a cheesesteak, and then there's the pizza I, steak. Look, I, yeah. I love the, the combination of mozzarella and uh, and marinara for me. Well, oh, by the way, what do you guys call it growing up, the red sauce that goes on top of pasta? I called it sauce, but I've heard it called gravy. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Gravy I, is what my family has always called it. I, I didn't know if it was regional or familial. I lived across the street from a first-generation Italian family who mm-hmm. moved to Philadelphia from Italy, and it was always gravy to them. Okay. But I was I, I grew up in a house of Irish Catholics who were, were poorly educated, and we called it we called it sauce. <laughs> yeah. It was just sauce. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and we were Northeast um, Jews, so we also <laughs> called it sauce. Yeah. We called it whatever you want. Just please bring it out. <laughs> That's right. We're hungry. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that but that uh, that gravy and mozzarella combo on top of a burger, on top of a sandwich, on top of a cheesesteak. Now I will have to try that. They did also serve this at that place. They I had the pizza steak option as well. They did have the pizza steak. You we actually get, got get the, the mushrooms if you're going to do the pizza steak. Go for yeah. it. Go 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 whole hogging. We got we got cheesesteaks and then pizza fries. That was what we got. Oh. It was just the marinara and the uh, the mozzarella on the fries. Hmm. Oh, you guys are both great. looking at me like I am oh. like I am kicking the Philly fanatic in the nuts right now. <laughs> I'm thinking about food. I do have a good Philly fanatic story. One one time in, in I think the 80s, I was at a game with my dad, and he was eating a hoagie that he picked up at a stand. I know that we had we I had an episode about what you call sandwiches in sub one because it's the larger one, but this was Philly. It was a hoagie. Yeah, yeah. He's eating it, and the Philly fanatic was walking through the stands, came to our section, grabbed his sandwich, and I swear this is my memory, shoved it in his snout. And never gave it back. <laughs> Philly Fanatic stole food from my dad. Wow. <laughs> but he's the Philly Fanatic. What are you going to do? Yeah. He can have it. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, you need that sandwich. You're too busy getting into fights with Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> That's right. To do anything else. But is he the rumbler in chief of the city of Philadelphia? He's just like the guy. He's the fight starter. That's what the Philly Fanatic's job the is. The Fanatic, but he's so lovable and he charming. Is. You know, yeah. he, he he just he instigates, but it's out it's out of love. <laughs> much like us throwing <laughs> snowballs at Santa Claus. It was out of love. Yeah. We love Santa so much, we wanted to keep him cool. <sighs> and that's the spirit of Christmas. <laughs> that's right. Pelting a drunk Santa. Yeah, but the, the so cheese. Just to sort of close the door on cheese, we're gonna say that really it's it's Wizard Provolone. Those are your, those are your chief cheeses. American in a pinch. Uh, well, I have friends who, excuse me, swear by American. So, uh, really? I think you have to put it as a third option because I know a lot of people do American. I'm with you. I can't understand it because it doesn't really add much flavor wise. Right. Um, is American I, not just the, f- I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, no, no, it's fine. Um, is American just the slightly more solid version of the Wiz though? Like, no. I feel like Wiz no, is just Wiz sort is, of like Wiz liquid like, American. No, Wiz is like cheddar almost. It's, yeah. a, it's much more yeah. of a cheddar. So salty. Oh, it's super yeah. salty. Incredibly salty yeah. and fatty. Yeah. American is the white hard, you know, square cheese that's just, uh, you know, it's fine, but it's not, it's not Wiz. And provolone, of course, is, you know, you get that 
tang and then mozzarella for the pizza steaks. But if you're going to, if I think the true Philadelphia cheesesteak experience, you got to do the whiz, whiz wit, as they say. Yeah, I'm a whiz without guy, but what if there are onions on there? I don't mind. Oh, you know oh, why we were doing so well? <laughs> it's one of those first dates when I found out you have herpes. <laughs> Just three more kisses. All right. Well, while Ralph and I try to figure out how we're going to end this date, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and and uh, you're going to hear from some of the other great shows we have on the Maximum Fun Network. And when we come back, we're going to take a trip to Ralph and I's hometown to discuss the place that serves the best Philly cheesesteaks. That's right after this. I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. We're Lady to Lady. Do you want to sleep over in your ears? Is that a friend in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me? We're a portable hangout you can bring to the gym, on the subway, or on an oil rig. Seriously, we have listeners who do that. Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Why would you listen to a podcast of TV pilots that never got made? It must not have been any good, right? I don't know for a fact that anyone read it. They couldn't get the deal done. There was kind of a regime change. Someone at the studio who was in a decision-making capacity said, these guys seem like losers. They just blamed it on, okay, well, it must be women. We got word that USA had decided to stop doing comedy. Why aren't we making this? It was so good. Here are the TV comedies you never got to see. Dead Pilot Society podcast. Listen on MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. And we're back. Oh, and we're in Philly. Here we are. Magical. You guys. (laughs) I clicked my heels three times in no place like home, and here I am. Look, there's Ben Franklin. (laughs) There's some drunk guys. Oh, here's a uh, technical audio note. Colin, we're going to need to drop in some uh, audio uh, FX here of people fighting and yelling at each other. (laughs) And booing. Booing. So much booing. All the time booing. And crying. Going to fly now, playing in the background, (laughs) just softly. That's Philadelphia. Okay, so let's talk about some of the... Uh, sort of standout places. Cause if we could get into, into smaller, uh, smaller places, I went to a place called, uh, Stoxy's when I was a kid that was okay. That was in the Northeast. There were a lot of places that served decent cheesesteaks. Yes. But we, if we don't discuss some of the heavy hitters in the city, uh, to, to really determine the winner, then I don't think we're doing any service to people who live outside of Philadelphia. Which I agree. Is really who this is for. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Philadelphians know where they should go. Yeah, they they have a neighborhood place that they go to, and, and they know enough. But if you're traveling to the city and you want to try some of the local cuisine, you've heard about the legendary Philly cheesesteak. There's only a handful of places really that you can choose from. Yeah. So why don't we start at the epicenter of the cheesesteak, which is Pat's and Gino's. At, the the age-old battle, the age-old battle between the cross-street rivals of Pat's and Gino's. So yes. how did this rivalry begin? Uh, well, Pat was the originator, mm-hmm. according to the legend anyway, and he opened Pat's. I don't know how many years, and it was just like 75 years ago or something. Yeah, Do you know I mean, the it was, accident? It was in the 33. 33. So more than that. Uh, and I don't know when Gino sprung up across the street. Do you know the, the backstory to Gino's? I think it was Gino's? a little bit after that. I'm going to check. But tell, tell a little bit about the difference between the two. Um, well, one is incredibly racist. And, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and one is mildly racist. racist. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. It's both of them. <laughs> yes. Um, th- again, it's a matter of taste. I w- When I would go down there... Our ritual was Pat's was for suckers and tourists. Gino's was the better steak, but Pat's had the better fries. Yes. And they're across uh. the street from each other. So you would go and order your steak at Gino's and then you would cross the street and get a big cup of cheese fries from Pat's. And then you go back up and pick your steak from Gino's and then you have sort of the best of both worlds. Yes. And you try, that is, try not to let anyone from either side see you as that you is were commitment. eating them both. <laughs> yes, it was. It's all, yeah. it's all rigmarole. But um, and again, I just thought that Gino's was was juicier or greasier, depending how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the the flavor was better, and it was just my preference of the two. But you know, again, Pat's is is the place people hear about because it was the first, and because it's got those legendary lines that are just so so long. Mm-hmm. And there's that big sign that says "Order in English," which makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and the other, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I don't know. If they t- have there. they taken that down yet? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right there in the window, uh, it says, order in English. It has like an American flag <laughs> on it and everything. I'm like, oh, that's city of brotherly love for there you, you right there. Yeah, yeah, everyone's welcome as well. Yeah. They speak our language. That's right. Talk American. 
Um, the other big difference between the two is Pat's chops up their steak and Gino's keeps it in, in longer Long slices, slices. So it's yeah. folded rather than, than chopped up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I like them both okay. I think, I think the chopping in Pat's case makes it a little bit dry. Yeah, I do so, too. So that's sort of the problem. But the bigger issue is that they're both gigantic tourist traps. Mm-hmm. So if you go to Hawaii and just visit Waikiki Beach, you've been to Hawaii, but you've been to the Las Vegas of Hawaii where it's very touristy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, you're not going to find the best Hawaii experience there. I, I, have a bit of a beef with that, though, just because in general with the whole idea of, oh, don't go somewhere because it's touristy, places become touristy for a reason. They, they're sure. a city yeah. putting its best foot forward and, and whether through circumstance and popularity or with as the case is with like airports, the city deciding this is what we want the world to see of who we are. But if you're going to a city and you want the best the city has to offer, right. it may not necessarily be the place that's the most famous or is the tourist place. Right. I guess in the culinary sense, it's different. I'm thinking of because I'm going to France for the first time uh, in about a month. And someone said to me the other day, they're like, oh, don't go to the Louvre. It's so touristy. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, well there's yeah. a reason it's touristy. Yeah. It's the Louvre. Right. Um, but I guess with food, it is a little different. It's right. the, the quality of the food will be better at a place that is known by locals. Yeah. I, I think if you go to either of those places as a tourist, you're not going to be wildly disappointed. You're not going to say, oh, this right. is the worst sandwich I've ever had. You'll eat it. And you'll say, oh, that, I can see what it's about. That, that was tasty. But yeah. we're saying, you know, if you want to go next level, if you, if you care about what you put inside your stomach, well, then you wouldn't be eating cheesesteaks. <laughs> but if, you, <laughs> if your taste buds rule your life, then maybe uh, there's a better option for you, I think is the point. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. If you're a fork eater, it doesn't really matter. If you're going to eat it with a fork, you can go anywhere in Philadelphia yeah. and have a sandwich. You can put fine. red peppers on anything. That's right. Matter. Yeah. Cereal. You can ruin anything. You don't. You're, you don't need mid-term. Philadelphia. Stay home. I'm gonna put Fine. red peppers on my midterm and then eat it with a fork. <laughs> uh, teacher, my dog ate my homework with a fork because he's a proper weirdo. <laughs> Your dog passes. What a genius. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I, it's not Pat's or, or Gino's. You can no. go there. That's a. T- it's worth visiting just because. It's a landmark. And visually, it's fascinating to yes. see two places serving more or less the identical food menu right mm. across the street from each other. It's sort of a phenomenon. You don't see that very often, you know. Is it – are they – I mean, are they, are they actively antagonizing each other? Or is it we do our thing, we do our thing, and let the lines and that determine who is – King of this corner. There's a big rivalry, for yeah. sure. It's pride. Yes. Right. And, and if you look But they're not at them, like chucking water balloons at each other. No, uh, no, no. No, it's not the sharks and the jets. Right. They don't go out in the middle of the street with switchblades and start dancing around each other. Wait, you know? do you think that they fought with water balloons also? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to soak them all tonight. <laughs> so, uh, but Pat's, if you look at it on the outside, I don't think they've really changed their sign uh, in a very long time, whereas Gino's from the outside looks like like a collection of Guy Fieri tattoos. <laughs> it's just like flames and neon and and stuff everywhere. And by the way, um, it's extreme cheesesteaks. <laughs> extreme cheesesteak. Um, they opened in 1966, so they are celebrating. Happy 50th birthday! Oh, happy birthday, Gino. congratulations! Gino yeah, knockoff place from the place across the street. <laughs> wow, there you go. Now yeah. you're learning. Am I learning how to be a Philadelphian? Philly attitude. No, yeah. to pop out. attitude. You got uh, attitude. Attitude. Yeah. attitude. All right. If you go to uh, six, uh, 600 Wendover Street, you'll reach D'Alessandro's. Another legendary place. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. legendary place. In fact, if you go to see a Philadelphia Phillies game, I believe D'Alessandro's is currently the steak place. Like, There's a whole uh, area where, where basically all of the food vendors are. It's where Greg Luzinski's barbecue is. Um, but there there was another cheesesteak place there originally, and now it's D'Alessandro's. I feel like it was At Citizens, Citizens Bank? Citizens Bank Park yeah. in Philadelphia. So it's known for that. My uncle uh, Ben, who was a uh, who was the rice manufacturer, <laughs> he makes rice. He was a cop, all around good guy. That was his favorite cheesesteak place, Delisandros. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's good, good steak. What, what do you think? Absolutely, quality steak, right up there. B, I give it a B. It's a solid B. It's a solid B. <laughs> all right, who's the A's? Come on, guys. Okay, all right. I'm. I told you my A. Jim, I'm waiting you know on what? this guy. Jim's is the Jim's is the only one that I know. Oddly, of all of these, besides the Falones that we used to get in a cooler. No, <laughs> here's Falone in a cooler yeah. sounds like a mob movie. <laughs> hey, Falone's in a cooler. We whacked him. It's all right. They chopped him up and cover him. Cheese whiz wit. That's right. <laughs> you didn't put red peppers on there, did you? Yeah, we're gonna eat him with a fork. <laughs> You're out of the family. <laughs> That's what did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there is a place called John's Roast Pork, 
which is known for roast pork sandwiches. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> There's also a place called Pizza Hut, but I'm not going to get a cheesesteak from there. That's the thing. Okay. All right. Uh, so, like let, Nick's roast beef also has a cheesesteak, yeah. but I would I wouldn't go there if I was looking for a cheesesteak. I might not go there for roast beef. <laughs> not anymore. There, and I grew up like you know there was one on uh, on Cotman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was around the corner. There was a and there was also a doctor's pet shop. Right. Yes, it, that's right. Where they had a tarantula in a glass case. It was behind because you know they had the back room where they tortured all the animals. Sure, and uh-huh. they had a uh, behind. Oh, uh, please, glass, he's a doctor. It's doctor's <laughs> pet shop. Yes, Doctor Mengele's pet shop. <laughs> behind the the main glass window was was another aquarium uh, with a with a tarantula in it. And I remember we would go there to buy dog food, and I would sit there and look at the tarantula, which would sit there as tarantulas do, and slowly raise like one leg every once like in a while. Like he was waving at you because no. he's friendly. Like he was going, "Come here, so I can eat your he was, secrets." He was beckoning. <laughs> yeah, and that is uh, that is the that is my Indiana Jones River Phoenix falling into the circus train and seeing a giant uh, snake. That's what made me afraid of spiders. Really, for the rest of my life. Wow, doctor's pet shop. On cotton. What a what, what a soft child you were. I was yeah. so soft. It was behind glass. It couldn't yeah. hurt you. And also, tarantulas are the softest <laughs> spider. Right. Listen, they're slow and they yeah. don't bite much. <laughs> I got bullied and beat up my entire life, starting <laughs> with that damn spider. Oh, that's okay? funny. The uh. first bully. In the Northeast. <laughs> can I can I inception a nightmare for you for tonight? You're gonna walk past that place in a dream tonight, and that little uh, terrarium is gonna be there. But the tarantula is going to be gone. Oh, no, no, no. I can't even. That's a wicking nightmare. I don't have to go to sleep to be frightened by that. Oh, you, oh, that's bad. You feel that on the back of your neck? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time I sit and there's a, a spider web anywhere nearby, I just assume that the, the main spider from arachnophobia is on my back, <laughs> like, like, a, like a Chewbacca backpack. It's just on there. Ready to wrap you it. up. I'm like, oh, honey, stop, stop brushing my mouth with your hand. <laughs> Boy, you really need to shave your fingers. What's <laughs> That's it. That's what's going to happen to me one day. You and need it, to shave your fingers with <laughs> something you would say to a woman. Listen, my wife in Philadelphia is none of your business. <laughs> All right. It's none of your business. My bad. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Steve's Prince of Steaks. Steve's. It's, another, another, it's like a mini chain. Yeah. I don't know how many stories they have now. At one time, they sort of blew up and became a pretty good competitor of the big boys, but it, it's been a while, so I'm not sure. Yeah. And the, ma- the, the original is on the boulevard yep. in, in the Northeast mm-hmm. near where we grew up. It's my cousin Jordan's favorite cheesesteak. Ah. Um, my, uh, my cousin who's newly a father. Mazel Tov, Jordan. There you he go. He loves it. Uh, my other cousins love Like, it's a good Philly place. And I like it. I think they also fold and don't chop. They do fold, yeah. Their meat. And it's good. It's good. Um, I would give it like a B plus. Yeah, I would. It was our place just because it was close. That That's why we went there. But yeah. uh, again, th- these are all solid, solid sandwiches. But they're not the best. Yeah. You know me. I'm, I'm a Jim's. I'm a Jim's guy. You're I think Jim's that's, guy. That, that's the best steak in Philadelphia, in my personal opinion. Fair enough. All right, so my father, uh, his favorite cheesesteak, if somebody comes in from out of town, he will take them to Tony Luke's, mm. which is right by uh, an underpass. Uh, and they don't <laughs> Again, use... with the really good places being in the weirdest neighborhoods. Here's the thing. Here you go. Get off the freeway and then just walk under it. <laughs> my father and I, like I said, for my entire adult life, have, have argued about which place has the best cheesesteaks. Unfortunately... For some reason, he's not in this room right now, so hmm, he loses. Uh, yeah. He sure does love Tony Luke's, and people are, who love Tony Luke's are very loyal to it. Yeah. Absolutely, and he yeah. loves the roll, which is not an Amoroso roll. Not at all. That's it's why I reject it. I reject very, it. It's like a soft, but also too hard at the same time. It's almost spongy. Yes, but the crust is um, is too hard. Yeah, yeah. And the meat is fine. Yeah, it's meat fine. cheese are fine, but also you have to wait. You you order at the window. And then you have to wait for what feels like three days until you get your cheat. Like <laughs> they're not moving back there. Away? When do I get this cheesesteak? Yeah, like they're not. There's any of these other places where you go, they're going to make it pretty quickly because yeah. there are other people behind you and there are people who are ahead of you. They have to get the sandwich. Is it because quickly. Tony Luke's doesn't have the long line? I feel like that would be the reason that your cheesesteak would come out quickly. Is everybody knows that everybody's getting one of the three things on the menu so there's a permanent pile of meat going and it's just meat bread whatever you're putting on top of it 
Or is it? Does it have a long line like that, or is it with each sandwich they've got to? No, Luke's is pretty bread. busy. They're working. Yeah. They're working all the time. They got. Right. They got a conveyor. So they have no excuse. They have no excuse. Okay. Yeah. They, they just they're lazy. They're slow yeah. and lazy there. Yeah. And they were on television. They were on uh, Man vs. Food. Yeah. When Adam Richmond went to Philadelphia to mm-hmm. eat a giant cheesesteak, which I think was created just for him. Yes. I don't <laughs> remember Tony Luke's having a nine hundred pound cheesesteak available. I don't believe that. that's on the menu. No. So they made him a giant cheesesteak. And when I saw how quickly they made it to the television show, I got mad. I was like, I ordered a regular one and it took way longer than that. I get that there's editing. I understand how television works, but it's still, it, it upset me. But my father's defense of it, when I, when I ask him why he thinks it's the best, he says, well, they have a great roast pork sandwich. Well, that's hardly the point, is it? Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Oh, dad, I know you're going to hear this. Now you're hearing it yeah. from another Philadelphian. Oh. Space Mountain is the best roller coaster because there's an it's a small world. <laughs> what? Exactly. Yeah, that logic doesn't work. Mr. L, we we have to talk. Yeah. We, we need to have a conversation. It's a problem. Mm. It's a real problem. Bill, you've been the tiebreaker on this show a lot. We really appreciate your thoughts. But in this case, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Philadelphia guys yeah, here. We... And even as a non-Philadelphian telling a Philadelphian or a Philadelphian, you're wrong about cheesesteaks. Well, once you bring pork roll into the mix, then you're just mudding the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's a problem. So, so the All right, question So we have, becomes, we have father's answer. What about the son? Okay. So here, here's what I would say. Um, every time we reach a decision on this show, mm-hmm. I always do a diatribe mm-hmm. and it always starts with people of the world because uh, I'm, I'm handing down our verdict to everybody. Okay. So they know. So All if right. you'll allow me. Please. Uh-oh. I think I know what your choice is then. People of the world, my father is a good man. He raised me well. <laughs> He's been loving, supportive. Lord knows it wasn't easy for him growing up. It's not easy for him now, but he gets by and he's always got a smile on his face. So I don't understand why in the world he thinks that Tony Luke's is the greatest cheesesteak in the world when the best place in the world, in the universe, the known galaxy, anywhere you can think of, is at the corner of 4th and South. It's called Jim's Steaks. Hey, I loaded right. the deck, Dad. I loaded the deck. <laughs> did you know that Ralph was going yes, to say Jim's before we came in? of course I did, in? because he's a sensible man and a true Philadelphia hero. <laughs> wow. I really thought you were going to pull something out of your butt. I thought that was going to hear a name I, I, was, I hadn't heard in a long time, but there you were being reasonable and smart and handsome yeah, and charming you. and intelligent and just borderline genius, really. Yeah, That's all thank I You're like the Rocky of Philadelphia. <laughs> now, I want As you to As opposed know to Rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I climb up the stairs of the art museum. <laughs> oh, God, I shouldn't have had that cheesesteak. <laughs> 45 minutes later, when I catch my breath. Listen, guys, you know I love to eat. Mm-hmm. And I love a cheesesteak from anywhere. But there's only one restaurant on this planet where I've ever ordered two cheesesteaks in a row and eaten them. <laughs> and that was at Jim's at 4th and South. And, hey, I know some of you want fries with your cheesesteak. They don't have them there. But nope. guess what? There's a Jim's in the Northeast where they do have fries. Yeah. At the Roosevelt Mall. So if you really need fries, go out there. But don't. That neighborhood's not really what it used to be. And it really isn't. Anymore. And you don't need fries. You don't. No. It's That's an enormous sandwich. Plenty yeah. of food. And if you need something aside, get chips. They have chips. Yeah. You get mm-hmm. yourself a nice Frank soda or, an, or a yingling beer. They got beer at Jim's, which I love. A lot of they places do. don't. They have like soda fountains and stuff, and they don't have beer. But Jim's has beer. You take it upstairs. You get a little view of South Street. You look out the window, and you, it's, it's, a, it's a true Philadelphia experience. Yeah. And if you go to Philadelphia, please go visit all of the tourist spots there. They are tourist spots for a reason. Yeah. Go to see Independence Hall. Go, uh, go see the, the Rocky Stairs. Go see the, uh, what else is you Liberty Bell. We have the Liberty, Liberty Bell. Bell. Independence Hall is my favorite because yeah. as a American history buff, um, we just invented freedom. Yeah, That's yeah. all we did in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, is, does Ben just, Franklin, is his like printing office still there? That would be a cool yeah, thing. Yeah. That was still there. Is it still there? His home, his privy is still there. His privy. They, as a kid, you right? go like, Hey, look, look who crapped in there. It was Ben Franklin. <laughs> Great. Want to see where Betsy Ross crapped? Two blocks that way. <laughs> so you just no go and, and you just, you just make it rain hundred dollar bills into that toilet. Yeah. You drop in Franklin's baby. Oh, you use the meat. Use a stack yeah. of sliced oh, yeah, meat. You, you yeah. throw that in the toilet. And if you have a stack of meat, it needs to be from Jim's <laughs> at 4th and South, the best cheesesteak place in the world. But one tip to all of you out there when you go visit, because I know I've sent a bunch of people there. I know you have as well. Yes. When you order, know the type of cheese you want and whether you want it with or without. And that that involves onions. None of the, They don't have other stuff there. Right. And they'll yell at you. And I don't want them to yell at you. I like you. You seem smart. And if you're uh, struggling, there's a big cheat sheet behind them. 
as yeah. you're standing there, they literally have a step-by-step <laughs> way that you're supposed to order. What kind of steak you want? What kind of cheese you want? You want uh, 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 grilled onions or not? It's right there. So just use it, lean on it. It's your friend and order properly. So as Hal said, you don't get screamed at. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim's at 4th and South asked and answered best cheese steak. Ralph. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, hey, man. It was a blast. What a joy. It well, went rent too quickly. We have to have you on again because I know you are a huge Batman freak. I am. We have a ton of Batman stuff. We have done our best Batman episode, but we have a lot more Batman-related topics. Will you come back again? I'll, I'll, I'm ha- I'd be happy to participate in that, yes. Who do you think is the best Batman in terms of portrayal? Do you have a favorite Batman? I know you're a big Adam West well, fan. Yeah, I mean, I can't – I can't uh, – I can't – Betray my my idol and my hero. I mean, for me, Batman is Adam West, is was and will always be. Doesn't mean there haven't been great actors portraying him in other in other tones, you know, in other in other incarnations. But for me, uh, the the truest off the page, leaping off the page to the screen, Batman for me is is Adam West. He was a great Batman. We picked Kevin Conroy, which is another great choice, another classic obviously. choice. Yes. But you perhaps may the best the best interpretation of the character is Conroy. Yeah. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. You are sitting in the booth with another Batman. From the uh, latest version of Super Friends. Super Friends. Shut right. up. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. What, uh, that was an it, exciting phone call to get. Uh, is it Super Friends Power? What's, what's the name it's of the It's called DC Super Friends. DC Super mm-hmm. Friends. Oh, yeah. DCKids.com. Congratulations. Yeah, find it there. That's, um, that's amazing. Thank you for being here. Uh, this has been a blast. Where can people find you? Uh, find your podcast, uh, Hollywood uh, Babylon. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at Ralph Garman. And, uh, our podcast I do with Kevin Smith, the writer director Kevin Smith. We do a thing called Hollywood Babylon almost every week, depending on our schedules. You can get that at iTunes or at, uh, smodcast.com is Kevin's website where he posts that up. And, uh, in Los Angeles, I'm on the Kevin and Bean show on KROQ FM 106.7 every morning, Monday through Friday. And, um, uh, Smith and I actually have a movie coming out at the beginning of September called Yoga Hosers. That Kevin wrote and directed that I've got a, a nice little part in. So we'll be talking about that in September. But that's about it. Very cool. K-Rock, one of America's great radio stations. Yeah. It is. It's it's a great place to have a gig. And it is. It's thought highly of throughout the, the country by a lot of people who love radio and love music. So uh, it's been a fun. I've been doing it for a long time. It's a lot of fun. Very and, cool. And you also, the way we met on Twitter... Uh, it was you were the radio announcer on Agent Carter. That's right. Which the gig I got because the people, the, the showrunners, uh, Michelle Fazakis uh, and uh, Tara uh, Butters, they listened to the morning show on Kevin and Bean on the K Rock show. And I used to do an old timey announcer voice. And now back to our program. And so they said we had this radio bit we want to do for Agent Carter. Would you come in and do that Perfect. character? So that's how I got it. Yeah. yeah. And I and I did the Thrilling Adventure Hour for eleven years, which is an old time show. And I did sure, announcer yeah. stuff there. So people said, you should take his job. And you said, over my dead body. And I said, I could never take a job from from a fellow Philadelphian. And that, right. that started a love affair, which culminated in this first date in a small hot box with a third guy here. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget, Hal has those herpes, though. I know. He does. Yeah. And you're eating a cheesesteak with a fork, so yeah. there, is, there is no love connection here. But you know what? <laughs> so we'll be Again. back in two and two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There's a flame war happening right now. You can reach out to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash We Got This Podcast or email us at We Got This Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, as always, to Mike Furman and Jonathan Diner for our award-winning song and score, respectively. Thank you to guest producer Colin Anderson on the board, to our regular producer Ken Plume, to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, as always, to you for listening to the show and giving Hal and I an excuse to sit here with Ralph Garman and uh, to abuse me about eating with a fork. <laughs> for Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.